welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 442, recorded live on Saturday, December 12th, 2015. And here are your hosts, the man who wanted to wait for my coffee to kick in, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who wanted to get the podcast done before book club, Andy Lowe. Hi. Oh yeah, that's today. Yeah, that's at two. Yeah, guess what I didn't do this month? Read the book. There you go. When was the last book you did read? Um, Martian? Oh, yeah, 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 last A month. A month ago? <laughs> Sorry. I just, you're, no offense, but you're kind of infrequent. Oh, I, I am. I do not take offense to that. I do a book club, like, on average, once every three months. This is like four books a year. And now I'm probably going to get fact-checked on that, but... Average, average, because I started reading most of them. You just never got Two around years to finishing? Ago. Two years ago when we started the book club, I had started by reading most of them mm. and then just kind of dropped off. Once you, the problem is once you miss one, it's really easy to be like, eh, it wasn't too bad to miss it. Yeah, it's, it's like any sort of habit. It's a lot, it's very easy to fall off the wagon than it is to get back on. Yep. Speaking of wagons and getting on and off of them, I am up to exercising three times a week. Very nice. And I ran one and a quarter miles in 20 minutes, which is okay, not so, great, I no, know, but um, it's, it's where I'm at. The, uh, you ever heard of the beer mile, right? The beer mile? So no. you go, uh, the beer mile is, you, it's, it's a mile race, and you're on a, you're on a track. Yeah. Each, each lap of the track is a quarter mile, right? Okay. So you start off with That's a beer. That's where you have to like chug a thing of beer at the end of every loop? Yep. Okay. So you start with one as well. So you start with a beer, you drink it, and you have to run a lap. Once you're done with that one, you have to drink it, you run a lap, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And if you puke, you're out. Okay. There was an 81-year-old grandmother down in Texas who ran a beer mile in about yeah. 20 minutes. Cool. Good for that 81-year-old grandma. Sorry, when you said a mile in approximately your time, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's... Mile and a quarter. It's one extra lap. True. I'm not in the best of shape. But I'm getting there. Yay. Yeah, the uh, release for the Detroit Marathon just got sent out. So that's going to be in three weeks. Three weeks and I'll sign up. See if I can get a two-digit number. Good luck. Thank you. I was close. It was. What if you get a one-digit number? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Do they even have one-digit numbers? Oh, they probably do. But it's most likely those low numbers are saved for... uh, like invited guests where people would send like, you know, out to professional racers to say, hey, we'd love it, you know, if you uh, ran this marathon just to try and get like name recognition in the running community. Does the Detroit Marathon need to work for name recognition? Well, people always are inviting, you know, the, the big names to come run their races. But does the Detroit Marathon need recog- Like, I, I feel like it's, I mean, it's no Boston Marathon. It's no, no uh Actually, I don't know any of the other main marathons. So, yeah, I guess it does need name recognition. <laughs> there's Boston, there's Chicago, there's New York. I wonder what the other big marathons. There's an Ironman. That is that, that's not a marathon, right? Oh, no, an Ironman is a two-mile swim. Yeah, a, I know it's swim, bike, and run. Yeah, a hundred-mile bike through the lava fields of Hawaii. And then followed by a marathon. Okay. Because I know they do, like, they don't do the full, no, no, this Wisconsin, is the Ironman, but they do an Ironman here. Yeah, they do a half Ironman in Wisconsin. I think yep. it's a half. I don't know that it's a half. I swear you're a 70.3, which is the distance for the half Ironman. 
Johnson, Iron Man. Let's see. Oh, you might actually be. I'm pretty sure it's a full ma- a full Iron Man. Uh, da, da. One loop swim, 60 miles be- before beginning to 40 mile bike loops. So that's 100. Yeah, that's a full one. Downtown Madison, Camp Randall Stadium. It goes right past Epic's campus. Hmm. Oh, yeah. No, that's a full. Yeah, full. Jeez. Yep. I know about it because they closed down a lot of the roads for it. Whew. Yeah, just thinking about it, just go, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God, the hills, too. Jeez. Yeah, it's not flat out no, that's here. No, that's the one thing nice about the Detroit Marathon. It's... 90% of it is flat. It is not flat out here. Just saying that. Well, heck, even here in Kalamazoo, it's not flat either. The Kalamazoo Marathon, I've seen some of those routes for that one, and I'm just like, ooh. Yep. No. But yes, uh, I have my coffee now. You do. I have my uh, 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 morning thunder. <laughs> it's the tea that I drink in the morning. Sometimes. Morning thunder. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, all right. What's wrong with that? I, in my mind, just went to bathroom humor. The toilet? Yes. Your mind went to the toilet? Yep. Not even a fart joke, but like the toilet. Yep. Oh. Sorry. Oh, so speaking of uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, your lovely yeah. Packers quarterback, owns his own Obi-Wan Kenobi robe. That's pretty cool. Telling you, man, being a nerd is like mainstream. Yeah. That one was, I saw, I was like, really, Aaron Rodgers owns an Obi-Wan? Yep. Oh, Oh, Star Wars. One more week. One more week. Oh, God. Are you going opening night? No. Are you going opening weekend? No. I'm going on the 18th. Have fun with that. Yep. Probably not going to touch it until at least Monday or Tuesday. Maybe Tuesday. That will, you know. Hopefully things will die down by then. Still depends. haven't actually seen the, the good dinosaur either. It depends either. on if it's good or bad. <laughs> True. If it's bad, yes, it will probably have died down by then. If it's good, you're still screwed. Which really puts you in a bad situation. Because if it's bad, you don't want to see it. You gotta see it at least once. Do you? I think so. Do you? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Do the one time. It's like Avengers 2. It's like, it could be good, and then you gotta see it at least once. Yeah. I mean, Age of Ultron was pretty good. It wasn't wasn't great, but it was pretty good. I I don't don't have a problem with it. I'm really worried about uh, Civil War. Why? Because if they do it badly, and I think they're going to, it could just ruin the next series of Marvel movies. I think they're going to do it good. I hope so. I've enjoyed the last two Captain America movies. I think I've enjoyed... Oh, man, this goes back to our discussion of ranking all the Marvel movies. Yeah, we've we've already gone through that. <laughs> yes, we have. Let's not dive into it again. No. Instead, football. We have a football topic? Well, no, but it's coming up to bowl season. Oh, yeah. 40, it's the end of the year. 40 bowl games this year. That's stupid. You know what makes it worse, though? Okay, so we both know. How many wins do you have to have to be qualified for a bowl game? Six wins. You have to have at least a 50% season. That is now incorrect. What? Yep. What? So you can get in with four wins? Five and seven bowl teams. You, 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 okay, well, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, there Andy, are. what am I supposed to say about that? I, I don't know. There are 75 teams with at least six victories. 
80 are needed because there's 40 Too bowl games. Too many bowl games. Yeah, no, the NCAA is now going to um, look at redoing the bowl structure because... Because anyone who wants a bowl can make a bowl? Yeah, no, they've actually deregulated the bowls. Yeah, which is why there are now 40 of them. <laughs> Three teams with losing records will be among the 80 teams. So there have been three teams now with five and seven records that are going to be playing in a bowl game. Uh, I'm not happy about that. How happy would you be about that if that were your team? Well, some of the teams actually with five and seven records who were uh, given the option to play in the bowls turned them down and said, sorry, no, we're not going to do this. Good for them. God, yeah, no, that's just wrong. So that's not quite where I was going when I brought up football, but that does work, I suppose. I was going to just talk about how, like, there are three Big Ten teams in the top ten. Yeah, but two of those three teams that have five and seven records. Yeah. Nebraska and Minnesota. Also in the Big Ten. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to get their asses kicked in a bowl game. Yep, Western's going to the... First time back-to-back bowl games. Congratulations to Western. Yeah, they're going to the Bahamas. Ooh. Everybody at work was trying to say, well, you know, we need somebody from the radio station to be there. <laughs> like, no, no, we really don't. Yeah, that was that was just the joke going around the office. And I'm like, well, if anybody's actually needing to go out there for, you know, getting the connection back here, it's probably going to be me. And they're just yeah. like, no, I think you should stay here and watch the receiving end. <laughs> I'm like, oh, if, if something goes wrong with the sending end, I mean, they've got plenty of guys out there that we could borrow, but the receiving end, you're the one who knows that. Yeah. <laughs> God, I still can't believe... Okay, so, sorry, this is a work thing, but this was ridiculous. Don't be careful about complaining about work on the show. I know. Um, well, this was my fault. Okay. So, uh, we're getting a new satellite receiver for Doesn't one of our shows. Doesn't your boss listen to the show? One of them. He's a brand manager. Okay. Um, he already knows about this too. Yep. Um, so we're getting a new satellite receiver. So I'm wiring it up there and I, it, it's a bit messy in the satellite rack. So I rerun the cables to make it look better and I plug them back into the box. I get a call on, uh, Wednesday, no, sorry, Thursday, that the game's not on. It's not working. I'm like, well, crap, what did I do? Turns out the box that I plugged it into, uh, on the back, if you're looking at it from behind where you plug these cables into it. The left channel is on the right, and the right channel is on the left. Hee 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 hee. That explains what that email was, or picture yeah. was. It's one of those things where it's like, really, who, wh- yes, I understand, you know, if you're looking at the box from the front, the left would be on the left, and the right would be on the right, but how are you going to be able to see that, you know? Well, it, it also would prevent cables from crossing. True, I'm going to have to look on the back of some of the mixing boards, I think most of the mixing boards and the professional business, if you're looking at it from the back, the left is on the left and the right is on the right. Yep. But I'll have to double check that, because that one, that just threw me, but, like, really? But if you do that, then the cables have to cross, right? I don't know. If the left is on the left and, and the, the right, right is on, on the, the right. right from the back, which way is the right one going from the back? Well, it depends on where it's sitting. It could go up, it could go down, it could go left, it could go right. It depends on where you're running your cable. Most of the time, these things are actually just wired together, so it's one cable with the two wires in it, one for left, one for right. So it kind of doesn't matter where they're going or if they're crossed. Well, even if they're wired together, eventually they'd have to twist or cross. Yeah, still was a bit ridiculous. Yes, you know what's yes, also ridiculous, which could lead us into topics. Go for it. Yahoo. Yes. All right. There was reports a couple weeks ago that Yahoo was going to spin off its stake in Alibaba, worth more than $30 billion, right? Mm-hmm. 
They're not going to do that. Instead, they're going to keep the stake in Alibaba and spin off everything else. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. What? What do you mean spin off everything else? They're going to... Uh, How is that different than, than splitting off just the Alibaba portion other than the name? I'm not sure. I'm guessing it's some sort of tax thing or something else like that. So Yahoo as Yahoo yes. is going to just be a a like semi-owner of Alibaba. Yes. Whereas some new company will be everything else that was Yahoo. Yes. Is their brand in so much trouble that they want to get rid of it? I, I'm trying to think of the last time I went to Yahoo. I was there 10 minutes ago. I use Yahoo Sports for my sports stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't use Yahoo Search. Oh, God, no. Fuck that. <laughs> but I use Yahoo Sports for, well, sports-related things. God, yeah, it seems, it's like, really, it's, uh, is our tax laws so convoluted that you have to do that? Where you're just like, you know, it would be better for us, instead of spinning off one, we spin off everything else and we keep the one. That just seems weird. I don't know if it's, if it's specifically tax stuff. But yeah, that's... Oh, God, why? Okay, so the chairman of Yahoo's board of directors said, we believe that the previously announced spinoff, the one where they're going to spin off Alibaba, would be tax-free to Yahoo and its shareholders. However, in consideration of developments since the original spinoff plan was announced, and after significant deliberations, we are suspending work on the spinoff. Among other factors, we were concerned about the maker's perception of, or market's perception of task, tax risk, which would have impaired the value of the stock until resolved. Informed by our intimate familiarity with Yahoo's unique circumstances, the board remains committed to accomplishing the significant business purposes and shareholders' benefits that can be realized by separating the Alibaba stake from the rest of Yahoo. To achieve this, we will now focus our efforts on the reverse spin-off plan. I'm, I'm still just astounded at this. <laughs> yeah, this, that's weird, surprising and weird strange but yeah so yahoo's no longer gonna be yahoo kind of like google something else yeah like google and alphabet except that google is still google it's still the searcher true google life sciences is no longer google what are they i thought they had just come out with like the the injector thingy right which no. injector thingy they wanted to do some needleless injector i have no idea I but swear. this is this was the google x lab life science division these were the ones who were saying, like, we would like to make humans immortal. Our goal is eternal life. That company is still around. It is just no longer part of Google. It is part of Alphabet, and it has been renamed Verily. 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 Which hmm. always, whenever I hear that word, it brings me back to the uh, Shakespearean who's on first. God, it's been a while since I heard that one. Yep. Verily. I... It's one of those things where it's like, Google, what are you doing? Yes, I know it's part of Google X things, and they were always the, the oddballs. What, what are they doing? Whatever the hell they want. Yeah. But it's out there. They're doing stuff. They are their own company, sort of. They're not their own company. They're just not Google anymore. Hmm. Say uh, another Google topic right before that one. Oh, quantum computing. Yeah. I may or may not want to talk about it. <laughs> We won't know until we actually check. Andy, do you want to talk about it? I don't know what this is about. So what is this about? So you remember Google had claimed a while ago that they had a quantum computer. Yes. They, they had the design. They had the plans. They said, hey, we think we've got it. And people said, like, prove it. And they said, ah, 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 oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, we'll get back to you. And so they, they've they now come back two years later and said, we, we, we're we pretty sure we got it. <laughs> and here's the proof. Wait, okay. So they compared it to a computer running a single core, and they did this quantum computing, and they said the quantum computing was 10, ti- 10 to the eighth times faster. Yeah, so the, the chip works, and it has worked. The question was always... Is it actually using quantum techniques and, and situations to solve problems faster? And so they ran a side-by-side now with this chip versus a regular, normal silicon processor. And the quantum one did it a shit ton faster. Now, one of the other reports I'm reading on this says that... The computer that lost in the contest with the quantum D-Wave machine was running code that had it solve the problem at hand using an algorithm similar to the one in the D-Wave computer. Yes. So the other computer could have done it faster if, you know, it was programmed differently. Yeah, but 10 to the 8th is a big number. Do you have a pen? You want me to write out all the zeros? I want you to write out all the zeros. I want you to look at that number, Andy. Why do I need a pen? I'll just open up the calculator. Okay, open up the calculator. It's more visceral if you write it. It's 100 million. Yeah, so let's put this into context. If it takes the normal processor one second to process this problem. I'm sorry, if it takes the quantum processor one second, how long does it take the normal processor? 100 million seconds. Which is... A lot. You've already gotten the calculator. Divide by 60. 1.66 repeating hours. No, that's second. That's that's minutes. That's hours. 27,774 hours, which Divide is... Divide by 24. 1,157 days, which So you're looking is, at three years. Yeah, three years. I don't know. This one... I, I'm going to wait for somebody else to uh, peer review verify. it. Yeah, verify it. Yep. Then I'll be more excited. Okay. I think it's pretty cool. It's also really, really scary because it means... Uh, essentially an end to encryption. So what else we got? What else do we have? We have, um, I'm trying to think of what we got computing-wise. We have Electronic Arts. Oh, yeah. And their new competitive gaming division. Yes, so they are throwing their hats into the ring, just like, you know. Major League Gaming? Yeah. Hearthstone, uh, so Blizzard. Blizzard. So are they going to be the, the group running tournaments for EA Games? Are they going to be trying to develop games that are specific to this? Are they just the promotional arm? Um, they are going to, um, basically, I think they're going to run the um okay the, the competitive gaming division will be built around three core pillars according to their press release competition to create highly engaging competitive experiences with our games officially supported by EEA community to celebrate connect and grow our community of players across all levels of expertise and entertainment to develop live events and broadcasting that brings the spectacle of competition to millions of people around the world so they're they're just the ones running the tournaments yes and they've got a well-known name to helm this division. Yeah. Peter Moore. Oh. He is going to leave the COO position and become the chief competition officer. That sounds like an entirely made-up position. Yes. Yes, that does. <laughs> that sounds like, hey, Peter, thanks for all that you've done at EA we actually would like to move you out of that position and put you in a place where you won't do any damage. 
Not that Peter Moore has done any damage. He's he's not done anything poorly, to my knowledge. No. Well, I, I think he's actually done some e uh, esports stuff in the past. Yeah, and he's brought like a lot of goodwill towards EA, which is really saying something. <laughs> it's like Santa Claus being the head of Walmart. You like Santa Claus, but you're like, hmm, Walmart. So yeah, this is going to happen. We'll know more when they actually start doing something outside of just saying we want to compete, connect, and entertain. Oh, speaking of uh, esports, did you see um, Gamers Outreach that they're doing uh, this year? Saw no. I saw that they're going to be at the uh, the, the basketball arena. Yes, because they're using that as their main area for the esports stuff. Was, was there like, oh. something beyond that, or just no, pointing that, that they're, out? They're in the they're in the basketball arena. Yeah, Zach's wanted to be in there for for a couple of years now, as he brightly should. I don't think I'll be able to make it out there to help. Yeah, was it February? Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Um. Oh, sorry, March 12th and 13th. Okay, so it's still February-ish. <laughs> it's half a month later. Yeah. Have you seen the new Apple battery pack? No. What's up with it? Oh, my God. You go look it up. Just go look. Go. Apple battery case? Yeah. Oh, this is an official Apple This is product? an Apple product. Oh, my God. Steve Jobs has to be rolling over. Oh, my gosh. It's, oh, the guys at Mophie are probably pissed. Yeah, probably. A lot of people are comparing it, saying, like, ah, oh, Apple's taking on Mophie. I'm looking at it from a, a design and aesthetic perspective. This would never, ever have gotten past Jobs. No. No, this wouldn't have. This would have been killed in its infancy. And the engineer who brought it up and said we could do it this way would have been sent to art school. God, this looks ridiculous. It looks so stupid. It looks like my old uh, G2 when I got the extra battery for it. Yep. So there's actually two things wrong with it. One, it's ugly as fuck. <laughs> Three things wrong with it. Two, <laughs> it makes it way too thick now. Like, not way too thick, but comparatively. Like, you buy the phone because it's thin. Now it's it, it has a bulge. Three, it's admitting that the battery is a problem. Yes. This, this would never, ever have gotten through if Jobs were still in charge. I don't want to sound like I'm idolizing the guy, but at least he made, like, good aesthetic decisions. Yeah, no, this is, oh, the Mophie cases even look better than this. Yeah. How much is this, anyway? No clue. Probably too much. Well, somebody's got to have a price on this thing. $100 in stock. How much is a Mophie case? Probably right around that. Oh, let's look at the new prices. Mophie for the iPhone 6. Um, right around 60 bucks. Some of the other ones are up at 100 for the Ultra Pack, which is the bigger one. God, really? That's... Oh. You know, it's kind of funny, though, is some of the Mophie people I know are currently on Skype right now. Yeah. <laughs> you could message them. You're like, you just like, hey, so what's up with this? Uh, LG and Asus have both put out ads about their phones and, like, no bumps. Nice. Uh, Asus is pointing out that with their Zen phone, you already have more battery than with the battery case from Apple. <laughs> Oh, did I tell you, uh, speaking of phone cases, my uh, indestructible OtterBox case yeah. broke. What? Yeah. There's a warranty for that, I assume. I know, I'm getting a replacement one sent to me. But if that one breaks, I'm thinking about switching over to um, Samsung has a uh, battery case for their phone. Okay. 
that's got built-in wireless charging. Ooh. And then there's other people who have already made uh, rubber uh, cases to fit over that case. So you can actually have, you know, your actual protection. Neat. So, yeah, if this other one breaks, I'm going to say screw that. Because it cost me like five, six bucks to order a replacement for it. And it's taking forever to get here. But, uh, oh, we got Apple news. We can go there. Yep. So much Apple news. Besides their ridiculous case. God, that is so dumb. Ah. So we talked about the Apple Samsung uh, lawsuit that's been going on for years. 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 You copied us. No, you copied us. No, you copied us. It's really funny is the fact that this has been going on for years and our podcast has still been on the air longer. Yeah. Well, we've been doing this for nine years, Andy. I know. <laughs> it's will save me. Is that the is that the hidden context in that statement? No. The I know it's it's yes, I'm aware of that. Someone save me. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. So, uh the court ruled with Apple. Yeah. And Apple originally wanted a billion dollars. Yeah. Which was stupid. Yeah. Um, Samsung. Uh, do, do you picture the Dr. Evil thing for that? Yes. One okay. billion. Do- yeah, no. Mike Myers' greatest contribution to comedy. Oh, man, he had such a good run, and then the Love Guru happened, and I mean, it, even boom. not it was it was prior to the Love Guru. The last Austin Powers movie was not really great. He had a good run in Wayne's World and the first Austin Powers movie. Yes. Uh, I would also like to point out Wayne's World 2, which was not good. There was a second Wayne's World movie? In the same way that there was a second and third Matrix movie, yeah. <laughs> Or that George Lucas did episodes one, two, and three of Star Wars. You seriously didn't know that they did a, a Wayne's World two? No. Yeah, it was. It was there's funny things in it. I, I, I'm just going with the first one. That's okay. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Apple. Yes. Suing uh, Samsung. Yes. Apple won. Yeah. Samsung has to pay some num- amount of money. Well, it's going to be five hundred and forty-eight million dollars. So just over half of a billion dollars. Yes. That's a lot of money. Yes, but Samsung um, kind of put a caveat in their submission to the court for their payment. Yeah. Saying that they reserve all rights to obtain reimbursement and slash or payment by Apple if, you know, further judgments or reimbursements are ruled in their favor. Okay. How does, th- but they lost. Yes. But they're saying they lost on um, basically a technical. Okay, so let's see. So, to, uh, event of partial judgment is reversed, modified, vacated, or set aside on appeal or otherwise, including as a result of any proceedings before the United States um, Patent and Trademark Office addressing the patents at issue, or as a result of any petition for writ filed with the Supreme Court. Uh, so Samsung notes that the patent trial and appeal board has issued a final decision on the invalidity of the 915 patent and have been filed a notice of appeal to the Federal Circuit of the United States PTO office last week. I did not understand any of that. Yeah. Try again. Samsung says, okay, we'll pay Apple money, but we reserve rights in the future because we're still going forward under these other chains. That if judgment is found to be in our favor, we want some of the money back. So they're going with stuff with the patent office, and they're also uh, filing stuff with the Supreme Court. Okay. Because they're saying that this patent, which was awarded to Apple, which was used in their win against Samsung, is invalid. 
So they're saying, well, if they find it invalid, then the court thing is null, so we need to get money back. So where they put writing, very confusing writing, Legally in their statement writing. to the court. That says, we, we will pay this, we will pay this amount, but if it gets reversed, Apple has to pay us back. Yes. Apple has said that they don't agree with that statement. <laughs> No, that in their filing is we do not agree with uh, the statement Samsung has filed with their. It's just really, it's like Samsung's like, oh, we'll pay you, but we, you know, we want to leave the door open. And Apple's like, no, children, stop, just stop, just stop being stupid. So the other fun bit out of this whole thing there, yeah, is uh, because you know the court documents were open to the public. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes Apple stuff that kind of got pointed out. Behind-the-scenes like the, Apple stuff. Yeah, Apple's iPhone secrets is what I labeled it as. Okay. Like the prototypes for the iPhone. Oh, that they, they had to release what the prototypes looked like? Yes. And there Some is interesting ones in there. Yeah, and um, part of the beginning of the iPhone development process mm-hmm. about uh, Project Purple, which when people were actually pitched to join the product, because um, Steve Jobs said you had to hire people internally. You were not allowed to bring anybody else in from the outside. Yeah. Um, the guy who was in charge of the project also wasn't able to tell the people in the company what they were working for when There's, he pitched to them. They had to be, I'm working on a project. I want you on it. Yes. I can't tell you what it is. Yeah, no. All they were told is that they would have to work hard, give up nights, work weekends for years. And it's like, if you choose this role, you will work harder than you've ever had in your entire life. But I can't tell you about what. <laughs> it was in its own building on the campus. Security was airtight. Yeah. It's like, pride. Yeah, it was, it's like, one of those I things. I like this. Like, oh. FYI, do not forward. This is the section Steve Jobs versus Android. FYI, do not forward. Begin forwarded message. <laughs> It's don't forward this following message that was forwarded, but still, it's just funny. The iPad originally had a kickstand, and it's just all these fun little um, things about the i. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, and the very end here. Most iPhone buyers use cases. An Apple survey revealed that upwards of seventy-eight percent of iPhone users buy cases for the devices. Yeah. Including one but ugly hundred-dollar case from Apple. Yep. I like the the confirmation in here that they had no counter to Samsung's next big thing ads. Yeah, that's a fun one. Those were fantastic ads. Yeah. Those those really were good ads. It's like, oh, well, I have this. I don't. Oh, I've, I've already got that. Yeah, Samsung did a great job with those ads. Uh, Motorola did a fantastic job when they first did the Droid. I mean, it put Android on the mass market. Mm-hmm. Poor Apple. Oh, poor Apple. Poor richest company in the world. Cars! What's yep. the Detroit Auto Show? That's <clears throat> coming up. It's always in January. Yeah, or, sorry, February. It's always Martin Luther King weekend. Okay, but it's it's coming up. I thought I heard something on the radio of, like, auto companies starting to boycott the show. What? I, like, I don't know. I think, like, Tesla's not going or something. Let's see if there's new, yeah, the North American N-I-N-O-N-A-I-A-S. Let's look at the, see a boycott. That's from 2010. Anything recent? Nope, nothing recent. All right, I think I'm wrong. But yeah, no, that's coming up in January. But uh, Porsche uh, released in September in the, uh, I think it was the German auto show. Yeah, Stuttgart, I do believe. Okay. Uh, they released their uh, prototype of an all-electric Porsche. Something doesn't feel right with that. Oh, sorry, it was Frankfurt. Sorry, it was Frankfurt in September. Um, 
they said by the end of the decade, they are going to have this thing in production. It's supposed to accelerate faster than the 911 and recharge in 15 minutes. 15 minutes? 15 minutes. What? What's the range on it? Well, nobody knows yet because they, it was just a, you know, it's a concept vehicle in September, but they said we're doing it. We're putting down a billion dollars to have this car in production by the end of the decade. And that's what they said. They want it faster than the 911 off the line and they want it to recharge in 15 minutes. If, excuse me, if I had an electric car that could recharge in 15 minutes and took... You know, like a, a 300 to 400 mile range, that would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. That, that like, why not? I mean, besides the fact it would be incredibly expensive, but why not? Like, that's great. That is, that is, for me right now, when Tesla finally comes out with their, like, low level, entry level electric car, I, I'm still not going to go for it. It's, I, I don't want to sit for two hours while my battery charges. Well, that's why you need the supercharger places, which get it down to, what, half hour? Okay, but even then, that's a half an hour. Okay, well, then they're working on the automated battery replacement places. Yep, but then you have to find one of those. That's yeah. where you're going to stop. Rather than, you know, building your travels about where you want to go, you have to build your travels about what's along the way. Right. You're like, I am taking this path. I don't have a choice. When I go from here to Ann Arbor, I, I have three different ways I can go through Chicago. But if I had a Tesla that I had to rely on this, like, automatic switching station, I would not have three ways I could go. No. It would be, you're going this way. I guess it depends where they put it. If they put it at, like, the 9039 exchange, I could do it there. And that wouldn't change anything. But anyway... Uh, the Mission E, which is the concept car, says uh, the range is 310 miles. So the, the Mission E is what they want to base their all-electric car off of. So it should have 300 miles. And batteries can be recharged to 80% in 15 minutes. That would be fantastic. My guess is some sort of capacitor or something. I'd have to actually talk to Eric. He probably would know more about this. Some sort of capacitor. That's fantastic, Andy. <laughs> Well, that's the supercapacitor stuff there quote. is... Some sort of... You, you realize a battery is essentially a giant capacitor, right? Yes and no. The rapid discharge rate of a capacitor blows, you know... Yes, 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 yes. Batteries out of the water. Right. The, that's, that's the difference, is that a battery can give you a slow trickle. A capacitor gives you a shock. Yeah. But the idea is you, you put a... If you put... If I remember correctly, which I'm probably super wrong on this... But you put a capacitor in line with the battery, so the capacitor takes the charge really quickly and then discharges it into the battery. So it's it's kind of like a like a secondary fuel tank that you can just dump everything into and have that trickle into your actual battery while you're driving. I'm going to step back from this conversation, not remembering enough about my basic electronics course and not knowing about how modern engineering works with electric vehicles. Yeah. So well, that's talk, awesome. How wanna, much would that cost? It's, it's a Porsche. Porsche, so probably a lot. Like, But it's competition. Yes. Right? Porsche comes out with that and says, hey, look at what we can do. We can charge a battery in 15 minutes. And now the ball is back in Tesla's court where they have to say, like, shit, we got to do something. Well, what's the cost of the Model X? How much is a Model X? 70000 Yeah, that's... That's twice the price of the car I have. Yeah. Oh, so speaking of cars, this one's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, Florida woman rear-ended two vehicles yep. and then left the scene. 
without you're you know, not reporting. supposed to do that no you're not that's that's called a hit and run um she got ratted out by her car <laughs> did it contact onstar well it, ford's version of onstar called emergency assistance yeah uh, the, the car detected the sudden change of speed or movement and so the emergency call was automatically placed to first responders yeah and then uh, an audio recording released by the authorities revealed how the driver tried to convince the dispatcher that there was no actual accident no, no, no. That that my car's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, the dispatcher responded with, "Okay, but your car called to say that you had been in an accident. It doesn't do that for no reason. Did you leave the scene of an accident?" She said, "No, I never knew that." But um, the cops were able to locate the car due to it saying, "Hey, I'm here," and then arrested her from leaving the scene of an accident. Oh my God, that's that's really funny. So long to the days of people amicably agreeing to not report accidents. Yep. And say like, yeah, no, no harm, no foul. Doesn't look like there's any sort of scratch or anything like that. The one time that happened to me, because I was going to work across town and I got rear-ended by somebody. Actually, I got rear-ended by somebody who had gotten rear-ended, one of those like chain reaction ones. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at my car going, I don't really see that many problems. And I'm already late for work. And I'm like, do you guys, are you, I'm like, I don't look like I have any damage. Are you guys okay? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. Did they try so, and get you in trouble? No, um, but both of my brake lights had cracked in places I hadn't noticed before. Oh, yeah. So I should have stuck around and been like, all right. And then put that and be like, hey, insurance. Yep. Was, yeah. So yeah, that time I should have stuck around. So uh, speaking of Tesla, SpaceX. Launched, yeah? No, going to. Going to, right. The other one launched. Yes. Which no, other someone, one? Someone just sent a capsule up. Oh, uh, the other guys, United, whatever. However, there's, are there, there are three now? I think there's two. Well, if you count the Russians launching up their stuff as three, yes. No, th- I, I meant three private companies. Well, there's, uh, there's SpaceX, there's United, who, I forgot the actual name of the United group. Uh, and then there's uh, Blue Origin, which is uh, Amazon's. Yeah, the new one. Yeah. Okay, because it's, it's Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Yes, so that's SpaceX and Blue Horizon. And then um, the old school guys, so we're talking like the, the Lockheed groups and such, that's the United... God, I can't think of their name. That's bugging the hell out of me. <laughs> ULA Space... What's it called? United Launch Alliance. There we go. Lockheed Martin and Boeing. But yeah, no. So the last SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket blew up. Spectacularly. Yeah. Um, first time in history. Something about omelet and eggs. Yeah. Um, so they are uh, finally able to launch again. They're going to do a static fire on the 16th and launch three days later. What is a static fire? Basically an engine test where they... They basically bolt the rocket down to something that cannot move and then fire it as a test. Feels like that's going to put a lot of stress on certain parts of the ship. As in, you know, launching it into orbit doesn't. Right, but but launching it into orbit, you're launching it into orbit, stressing it out in a test and then launching it. Well, no, no, they're going to they're going to have two copies. Ah, the launch okay. copy and then the static fire copy. Okay, so it's it's a here's out. We, we've done this twice, and we want to launch one and then launch the other. Yeah, but the first one won't actually launch. No, the first one is just to verify that everything is good. Okay, that makes way more sense. Yes. Also, um, so remember how they always trying to land the booster to reuse it? Yeah. Uh, normally they land it on a barge, right? Yes. This time they might actually try to land it on land. 
Okay. At Cape Canaveral. Ooh, that feels a little dangerous. Well, they've set up a whole uh, former launching site to be the... Landing zone? Yeah. Get rid of anything flammable (laughs) for a very long distance. I love how NASA's finally reusing all these old launch sites. sites. They're not using them for the shuttle. Nope. And they could potentially charge for the use. Well, yeah, they are leasing. NASA is leasing the land to all the different companies. Yep. I'm just glad that, I mean, I never got to go and actually see a shuttle launch. And so I'm glad that I could potentially still go and see some sort of rocket being launched into the sky. Yeah. An actual manned flight in a few years. Yay. Because, you know, it's really cool. Oh, so speaking of Blue Horizon, or sorry, Blue Origin. Yeah. Um, they recently uh, did an actual vertical takeoff and landing yep. of their rocket. Their rocket landed. Yeah. Which, I love how <laughs> unlike, Elon Musk was... Unlike saying, SpaceX. They, well, Elon Musk said, well, congratulations on doing your vertical takeoff and landing. And, you know, Jeff Bezos says, well, you know, this was high enough to actually be considered space. Um, but then Elon Musk responded with, well, yeah, space is different than, you know, shooting a rocket to orbit. <laughs> He's, he is tr- that is absolutely accurate. Yeah. When you think about launching a rocket and you're like, oh, it goes up. Most of the fuel is not expended going up. No, it's basically speeding it up to <laughs> most of the fuel is pointed sideways yeah i love how he actually um linked an xkcd what if question in his response of space versus orbit really yeah that's cool good for randall monroe you had to be a little nuts at that Mm -hmm. what's up with steam so turns out steam is actually a big hotbed for hacking and hijacking huh According to Valve, around 77,000 accounts are hijacked and pillaged each month. Huh. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, that is a high amount. So they're trying something to counteract. Is that why Steam has been bugging me to do dual-factor authentication? Yes. Because it keeps bugging me about doing dual-factor fe- dual authentication. Well, what they're doing now is with the trading, you have to use Steam's mobile authenticator to verify the trades. Okay. If you don't... Um, okay, so anyone lose, using items in a trade will need to have Steam Guard mobile authenticator enabled on their account for at least seven days and will have trade confirmations turned on. Otherwise, items would be held up by Steam for up to three days before delivery. Cool. If you've been friends for at least one year, items will be held by Steam for up to one day before delivery. Nice. So, yeah, they're saying, like, (laughs) you must use this, otherwise your stuff's basically held in escrow for three days. Which makes a lot of people unhappy because of the fact that the Steam Guard mobile application is a smartphone app, and not everybody has smartphones. Yeah, Uh, you can do it with email, sort of. You can do the, the Steam Guard email authentication, but that's a little less secure. It's not every time you log into Steam. It's every time you log in from a new computer or browser. Hmm. But yeah, no, this one, I was like, oh, really? Escrow account, what the hell? And then I'm like, oh, trying to huh. cut down on people getting hijacked because they're saying, well, three days, hopefully by three days, you'll know if your account's been hacked. Yeah. Speaking of mobile authenticators, have you seen the latest update to the Google authenticator? Yes, I don't like it. That it's on your watch now? Oh, no. Um, if I open the app now, hold on, let me go to my phone and open it up. Ta-da. I mean, it's not a black background anymore. No, yeah, that's what I don't like. Oh, whatever. I like the dark backgrounds. You're nuts. I, I like the dark backgrounds. And I like the fact that now I don't need to get my phone out. Well, I, t- I technically don't have to get my phone out either. 
Um, well, okay, for the authenticator, yes. But sometimes for like the one-time codes and stuff, when I get, have it send me an SMS message, I can read that on my watch. Yeah, the watch one is still black background with white text. Yeah, no, and I don't like white backgrounds. Oh, poor baby. Poor baby. Poor, poor me. Poor, poor baby. Me. Oh. Streaming video is a lot of the internet. <laughs> 70%. Which surprises... No one. No one. How much of that 70% of streaming video and, quote, real-time entertainment is porn? I don't know. Because I'm willing to bet it's a lot. I think it's all the Netflix and Hulu and Oh, that's, that's what this little that Sandvine spreadsheet-looking thing suggests, is that it's Netflix and YouTube. Oh, yeah, no, there's... Okay, so there's your downstream applications. Yeah, I love how the first one, the upstream, is BitTorrent. <laughs> well, if you look at the upstream one, most of it is file sharing. 30% yeah. chunk is file sharing. But yeah, downstream is Netflix, YouTube. 6% is websites. And then it's Amazon Video, iTunes, and then there's BitTorrent and Hulu. Hey, I don't know. Something doesn't seem right there. I know. I think it's, I, this looks about right, where a majority of it is Netflix. Which is funny, though, if you look at mobile stuff, though, which is the next set of bar graphs, mm-hmm. YouTube is still on top, even with mobile applications. See, I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd want to know why, like, I really feel like there should be more porn in there than what <laughs> there appears to be. Unless as a country, we've just stopped watching porn or severely limited it. I think you're overestimating then I, then it. Then again, I, like most people aren't going to binge watch porn, right? You're going to sit down and watch through a bunch of episodes of uh, uh, House of Cards. House of Cards. You're going to sit Jones. down with Jessica Jones, Daredevil. You aren't going to sit down and watch Debbie Does Dallas 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. No. So maybe these numbers are pretty appropriate. Yes, that's... Yeah. So to quickly move out of that topic before it gets awkward for me. <laughs> no more Firefox smartphones. I didn't even know they were still around. No one cares. <laughs> Came and then it went. No and more I didn't even Firefox notice. smartphone. And no <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. Yay. Uh and I think we're gonna end on using Wikipedia. To get backstage. Yeah, no. So the guy uh, was at a Peking Duck concert. I didn't know that was a band name. I didn't know that was a band name either, but I guess it was. Uh, down in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, Melbourne. What? Melbourne. Whatever. He uh, pulled up Wikipedia on his phone, edited himself under the family list for one of the bandmates, went up to the security guard, said he was the uh, stepbrother, and gave him his ID and the Wikipedia article on his phone, and he got backstage. Nice. Mainly because the band thought it was um, so cool that he did that. That they let him just stay there? Yeah. Nice. But man, that's... If you if you ever need another proof of don't trust everything on Wikipedia, yep. that's it right there. Literally, it's like all the times where, you know, you'd see on the Colbert show where he talks about something about Wikipedia... And by and the time they the shut down the, the article. Yeah, the article gets shut down. <laughs> yeah. All right, random review. Random review. Your turn, sir. My turn. Since it's finally finishing up this week, let's talk about the League of Explorers for Hearthstone. And I tune out. <laughs> Once again, yeah, it's four weeks, 700 coins each. 
to play each of the levels. You get a handful of cards each time. It's just like Next Ramus, where you ha- you play computer controlled boss people. Uh, two interesting ones that were going on this time, though, is one of the levels. Um, you're basically just trying to survive for okay. X number of turns. So you know you you can't you, you can't damage the other hero because there is no other hero. But every turn, minions appear on the board, and you have to survive x number of turns if you don't you lose if you do you win okay so that added an interesting that was an interesting game format yep but most of the time it was just yes there's more computer controlled bosses that have weird hero powers and then there's the heroic challenges which you know are hard yep um and the new cards have a new feature called discover which is another thing of you could not do with a real card game what is it? Uh, Discover is, um, you remember tracking from Hunter? Nope. Where it pulls three cards? Nope. And you get to pick one? Nope. Oh, it's sort of like that, where it says, uh, Discover, Discover, like, uh, a one-cost card. Okay. And you'll get three one-cost cards that will pop up in front of you, and you get to pick one. Are they three cards from your deck? No. So it's just three random one-cost cards? Yes. Or there could be one that's, like... Uh, discover a spell, and three random spells will show up. Or there's one where it's like, if you have another mech on the board, discover another mech. And it's like, okay. So it's, it's an interesting thing. You just you pick which card you want, it goes into your hand, and the other two just get disappeared off to the ether. Yeah, clever. Definitely clever. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to see a lot of play? There's a lot of random chance in those discover cards. Yes, which is why most of them are not that great. Most of the... The card everybody's talking about now is um, one of the legendaries that you get. Um, if you play him, his battle cry is, if you have no duplicates left in your deck, you're healed back to full health. Only when you play him. Only when you play him. It's a battle cry. Yes. But you have to have no duplicates. No duplicates left in your deck. So a lot of people are looking at building decks around that? Because yeah. that seems like... I guess if you build a deck that has no duplicates at all... Well, no, you can still have a deck with duplicates, but, you know, you wait for round 9, round 10, round 11, somewhere late in the game. Yeah. Where, you know, you only have, like, 6 or 7 cards left in there. You're low on health. Isn't it a 30-card deck? Yeah. How do you only have 6 or 7 cards left after 9 rounds? Warlock decks. I've seen so many Warlock decks with that guy in it. Oh, well, yeah, especially because then the Warlock heals to full, which helps the Warlock a lot. Well, yeah, because the Warlock is just using his hero thing there, taking damage, drawing a card out of the deck. So his deck is getting smaller. It's a greater chance of picking him up, and he'll get greater benefit out of him because he's so low on health. Yep. So, yeah, that one's a, that's an interesting thing that most of the metagame is trying to figure out how to counter. Most of the time, it's countering with an aggro deck to try and rush the Warlock down before he can play it. Yep. So it's interesting. I always love these because they're, you know, single player things. So I don't have to worry about, you know, playing other people. Yeah, I still nice. like what they've done with Tavern Brawl. I think Tavern <laughs> Brawl is, is very much the, the pinnacle of that game. No, yeah, I agree to that. Tavern the, Brawl is very nice. The single player things look cool, but Tavern Brawl is just, it makes, it keeps the game fresh. Yes. And because it doesn't cost anything extra, it's just really, really nice. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I like about these expansions. Especially like Next Ramus and Blackrock and this one is adds variety to the game without it, you know, 
oh god, I gotta play all these guys. I gotta deal with the new metagame. No, it's just, okay, there's a puzzle of, alright, how do I beat this guy? Mm -hmm. And most of the time, if you don't like what your hand drew, you just concede, because it doesn't cost you anything to give up, and you just start new again. You're like, alright, waiting for that good hand to start up. Alright, now I think I can do that. So, if you're playing Hearthstone and you got the coins, I'd say go for it. I don't have the coins. Yeah, no, seven, it's once again, it's like I'm just, I'm saving up my coins now just for these events because I know they're going to happen sooner or later. It's like, oh God, really? Yeah. Four events, 700 coins each. I don't play nearly enough to save up coins. So, League of Explorers, very interesting. Yep. Sort of free. You have to pay coins. Yes. So you got to play a lot if you don't want to spend money. You have to win if you don't want to play a whole, whole lot. Yeah. So. Random topic. Random topic. Which we did not roll ahead of time. Oh, or, no, I did. I just You did. did. You just never told me what it oh, was. Sorry. What is your favorite spot in the UP? Have you been to the UP? In order to get to Mackinac, you have to go to the UP, right? No, Mackinac City's on the, the southern or the northern edge of the Lower Peninsula. Okay. There are, yes, some ferries that go from the UP to Mackinac Island, but Mackinac City is on the Lower Peninsula. I think I passed into the UP to go to the island. I think. I've, I, I don't remember. So essentially, no, I've never been to the UP. I have, I think, been through the UP twice. I do not really remember either time. So I think my answer is going to have to be the point of contact between the Upper Peninsula and the Mackinac Bridge, because it means you're almost back to the Lower Peninsula. (laughs) I wonder how far you actually are from driving to the UP. It's about three and a half hours, I think, to get to the UP. I think it's actually less than where I'm at. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so let's see. And the border is... The border on the river? Yeah, it is. So I'm trying to think of where... Yeah, probably the quickest to be right there. All right, directions to... Click the spot on the map. Three hours, five minutes. From you? No, from you. Oh, hey, not a bad guess. Um, For me, it would be, let's see, Kalamazoo to... Not Madison. St. Ignace. I mean, is this... Oh, wow. Four hours and 21 minutes for me. So, yeah, right there, Menominee and Marinette yep. is the... Uh, That's pretty, yeah, it's pretty much a straight shot, just taking the, 41. The southernmost point in the... UP. Upper Peninsula. And from where I live, three hours, three minutes. Oh, you're slightly closer than what I put in there. Uh, I'm just clicking around Madison. I mean, it depends on... Yeah. At that point, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, but no, I've got four hours and 21 minutes, and I have to cross the Mackinac Bridge. Yeah, I don't have to cross anything. I have to drive through Green Bay. Oh, no, there's a bridge in there, sort of. It's a really tiny bridge on 41. (laughs) That is not the Mackinac Bridge. It's not anything close to the Mackinac Bridge. No. Drive through Appleton, drive around Green Bay... But but then you are at the southern tip of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Yes. You'd be far better off going on the other side of Lake Michigan in that little inlet that is known as Green Bay uh, and go to Door County. Door County is the piece of Wisconsin that sticks into the lake. Ah. It's a vacation spot during the summer. Oh, Sturgeon Bay and such. Sure. Basically what you would call Wisconsin's thumb. It's not the thumb. Wisconsin doesn't have a thumb. Wisconsin's not a mitten. I've seen people try and say Wisconsin is a mitten. I know, and I yell at them whenever they do. (laughs) 
Like, you can't do that. That's not a Wisconsin thing. Stop trying to do that. You're wrong. But yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I've been through the UP twice, and I don't remember it either. I remember one thing the first time, though, is we stopped at a hotel up there that had a deer petting zoo attached to it. Interesting. So I got to feed a deer some pellets and pet him, so that was nice. I don't remember where the hell that is in the UP. Wow. Uh, and then the second time, I think we stopped at a church in Marquette. This was coming back from a church trip, I do believe. So that was nice. Cool. If I ever want to go, like if I'm ever going to the UP, at some point I probably have to go to uh, Calumet because there is a curling club up there. Yeah, so you'd uh, want to check that out. Well, yeah, because they have natural ice because it's, you know, normally so cold up there that they can keep the ice cold. Currently it's 34 degrees up there. Yeah, it's uh, it's supposed to be a lot colder there right now. Yeah. What's the, I mean, there's got to be zero ice on the lakes, right? Like it's just not cold. No, no, it's not. It's really funny as we're starting to do ski reports, because, um, you know, this time last year, there was snow. Yep. Ski report guys were like, yeah, um, we don't have any snow or we're waiting, but it's just, it's not cold enough long enough in a row for us to, you know, make the yeah. artificial snow. Yeah, we, we can't get anything right now. <laughs> so these basically, yeah, all the, all the ski places are in a holding pattern, just waiting for snow. Sorry. Just waiting. Yep. Current conditions. Uh, yeah. Great Lakes total ice cover, 0.0%. Nope. Yep. There's nothing. Uh, Superior, like the, some of the coldest parts of Superior is like 30 degrees, 35 degrees. Yeah. I was going to ask if you had ever thought about going up to the UP, but I'm not sure if there's anything up there that would Why? interest you. Yeah. Why would I go to the UP? Uh, camping, but then I'm like, nope, that wouldn't work. Nope. Uh... If I needed raw iron or copper. It's probably copper mining in the northern Wisconsin, right? There's tons of copper mining and or and iron mining in northern Wisconsin. Because it's the same friggin' land as the Upper Peninsula. Yeah. It's not like there's the state border and so now there's no more iron on one side of it. You could check out all the lakes up there. Or I could spend those same three hours driving west to Minnesota. True. Where there are quite a few lakes. Not as much as Michigan, though. Uh, what? I'm sorry, what's what's Minnesota's state motto? Land of 10,000 lakes. But yeah. I swear I read somewhere that Michigan has more. I swear. I don't know. If, if you zoom in on that top little piece of Minnesota that sticks out towards Lake Michigan, there's a lot of lakes. Um, okay, the number of inland lakes in Michigan depends on the minimum size. There are 62,798 uh, lakes that are 0.1 acres or bigger. How many are there in Minnesota? One eleven thousand eight hundred and forty-two. Let's see. Oh, ten plus acres. Okay. Or is that total size? In any case, there's significantly more interesting things going west than going north. Okay, if we do ten plus acres in size, um, yep. Michigan only has six thousand five hundred thirty-seven lakes, and Minnesota has over ten thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Grr. sorry. It's all about the size, isn't it? Yep. Totally all about size. And with that, letting that one lie. Okay. So I guess uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, 
feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.